Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals, where crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs can learn and experience the art of crystal healing. In today's show, we're going to explore the properties and meanings of black obsidian. So black obsidian, a super interesting mineral to work with because it's actually an amorphous mineral. So it doesn't have a regularly repeating atomic blueprint or structure like most crystals do. So it's a a pretty interesting thing to try and incorporate into your healing sessions, but it has a long history of use. So If you listened to the podcast before, you know that I like to kick off our healing properties episodes by kind of talking about a little message from the crystal. And this is a message that comes through for me when I'm working with the stone in meditation. And I like to kind of pass it along to you because I feel like if the stone is coming to you at this time, there's a reason behind that. And there's something that you need to hear and focus on. So here's the message from Black Obsidian. Consciously tap into your divine wisdom and knowledge and embrace your intuition and inner knowing. I'm going to say that one more time. Consciously tap into your divine wisdom and knowledge and embrace your intuition and inner knowing. So this is a stone that many people tend to gravitate to when they are looking for some guidance from the universe, normally from your ancestors, from your spirit guides. This has such a strong connection with the intuition in that way because it brings through that message, that knowledge, that inner knowing to a place where it's really grounded in our present reality and we can really fully integrate the message that we're receiving. So let's dig into some of these common healing properties. What can black obsidian be used for? Well, primarily, it's often used for promoting energetic protection. A lot of times you'll hear about people cutting cords with black obsidian. It was traditionally used to make tools because of its ability um, to be really easily carved or napped into a blade-like shape. So naturally, that translated over into some energetic and shamanic uses where it was used for cutting cords or cutting ties. Now, in my method of crystal healing, I actually like to teach about pulling the cords from the body rather than cutting them. That way, there's no little remnant of energy kind of left in the energy field. I really prefer to pull the whole cord out at its roots. But black obsidian is really good for cutting ties, for cutting connections, not just energetic cords. So it's a great stone of support if you have to kind of break off a relationship or a friendship that's not going very well um, and keeps you protected and safe in your own energy field without letting any outside influences sort of take hold in your field. 
Now, it also helps to reveal truth in a given situation. So if you feel like you're being deceived or like someone's not really giving you the full story, working with some black obsidian can help get to the bottom of things. It also exposes areas of yourself that need some growth and development. So if it's time for you to do a little bit of shadow work, to work on that shadow aspect of yourself, acknowledge the parts of yourself that are less than perfect and start to work through those, Black Obsidian can make an excellent companion. Now, because of its connection to uh, shamanic practices, it's an awesome stone for helping to facilitate past life ascension and regression work, helping you go back into these past life experiences, whether you regard those literally as lives that you've lived before or more metaphorically, like previous incarnations of your current self, meaning, you know, your uh, childhood, your adolescence, your young adulthood. It really helps you to understand and recapitulate about those experiences without necessarily reliving any negative trauma. Now, it also enhances grounding. This is an excellent grounding stone because it's so strongly connected with the earth and fire elements. And because of that ability to ground, shield, and protect you, it's amazing for shielding you from electromagnetic pollution or EMFs. It also brings peace and calming because of this ability to ground. So if you find yourself feeling really scattered, um, a little bit anxious, black obsidian can kind of get you back in your body, get you back focused on the present moment so that you aren't feeling that anxiety and worry and overwhelm. It also increases courage. I think this has a little bit to do with its uh, traditional use um, for carvings and being carved into these different uh, weapons and tools. And because of that ability to cut through things, it helps you cut through your own fears. It helps you banish and dissolve your own fears. So it really instills this sense of courage and self-confidence and inner power. Now, it also helps with energetic detoxification of the physical body, just like it's used to energetically cut ties to people or places or things. It can also help you cut out things in your physical body that are not for your highest good and can really help energetically support you while you're doing any kind of detox work or cleansing work. Now, it has been used, like I mentioned a few times, in shamanic ceremonies and rituals all over the world and can really enhance mystical experience. So if you're looking to do any type of journey work, this stone just makes an excellent companion, especially because it helps remove negative thought patterns and conditioning. So it gets you kind of out of your own way and allows you to start to heal and correct uh, parts of yourself that you may consider to be weaknesses. Now, if you've never seen this stone, it is an opaque black, but if it's in very thin pieces and you hold it up to the light, you can actually normally see through it a little bit. So although it may appear opaque, if it's in a tumbled stone, um, if it's in a thinner slice, it's usually transparent to translucent, sometimes even with a little bit of banding. And it has a very, very glassy sheen to its surface, unlike something like onyx, which is a little bit more dull and waxy. People often get these confused for one another, but black obsidian, because it is a natural glass uh, formed from lava flows, has a very glassy appearance to it. 
Uh, it's associated with the root chakra or first chakra because of that connection to the physical. It's excellent for people whose zodiac signs are Capricorn and Scorpio. I mentioned it was related to the earth and fire element, and it's actually really strongly connected with the goddess Pele as well. Its companion flower is fireweed, which is actually a native plant in some areas of the U.S. You may be familiar with it. It's a really strong energetic resonance with black obsidian, and I find that a good companion essential oil for this stone is camphor. Now, its companion stone, I really love using howlite. Now, howlite is sometimes called white turquoise. Now, this isn't halite, not H-A-L-I-T-E, not the salt. This is howlite, the white stone with little gray kind of veins through it, and this is an excellent companion for black obsidian. Now, some common origins of obsidian are Mexico. Mexico is one of the places where some of the most beautiful obsidian comes from. And like I mentioned before, this is a natural volcanic glass, so pretty interesting stuff. Now, my staff over at Mimosa Books and Gifts, my new age shop, had a few extra things to share. So they tell us that obsidian is actually the most abundant form of naturally occurring glass, the result of volcanic lava cooling very quickly. And technically, obsidian may have any composition, but usually it's a glass with inclusions of hematite and rhyolite, so pretty interesting stuff. Because it's easy to chip and forms a sharp point, it's also been a really invaluable material for tool making throughout history, thus contributing to the evolution of the human race. Many cultures also use it to make mirrors and figurines, and in fact, um, black obsidian scrying mirrors are still very common today, and I believe that the British Museum even has a black obsidian scrying mirror that was used by the famous, famous fortune teller John Dee. And one way that archaeologists can actually trace the development of trade throughout the world is by testing the composition of obsidian objects found along the trade routes to find out where it originated and how far it had traveled, which is pretty interesting. Now, more recently, obsidian lore has made its way into popular culture, of course, as dragon glass in the popular TV show Game of Thrones, or sometimes also called a witch's blade. Now, you do need to be really careful with obsidian, especially if it's rough, because it breaks pretty easily and forms very sharp edges because it is a natural glass. So just be really careful handling any rough pieces to be sure that you don't cut yourself. And keep this in mind, if you have any children that will be handling it, tumbled stones always work really well for this. Now, when buying obsidian, be really careful of any sellers promoting obsidian in really bright colors because this material is usually fake. So you'll see blue obsidian, yellow, lavender, green, 99% of this is all man-made glass. And although it may be very pretty, it's not natural. Now there have been some reports of natural green obsidian, and I have seen a few pieces that appear to have perlite, which is a common matrix or host rock or parent rock that obsidian is found in. Um, and so I do believe that there are some naturally colorful obsidians out there, but just be a little bit careful if you see some really cheap, abundant, tumbled stones in bright colors, because those are likely not natural. So with that, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything we discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And as always, if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com 
slash iTunes. And I do just want to thank all of you who've been leaving some amazing reviews. And if you do leave a review, you might even get a shout out on the show. Like today, Jay Graham. Jay Graham left a five-star review. Thank you so much. Saying, I'm just getting into crystals and love listening and writing down notes. So informative and a great way to spend my afternoons. Well, Jay Graham, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you have been enjoying the show. I love doing it. I love bringing it to you, and I really, really appreciate the positive review. So while you're at that link, loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes, you can also subscribe to the show so that you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you on our next show. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.